This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder. The mini so This is where we read you your shit back to you. You love to write us shit. We love to read shit. It's a perfect symphony of love and kindness. And reading. And reading. You go. Thank you. I go for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is hometown all the way from Wales. Oh. Yes. Greetings from Wales, Karen, Georgia, and Stephen. First off, found your podcast last week. Have listened to it for a solid eight hours per day and work since. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you for getting me through my monotonous job all day, every day. Secondly, I am all caps gutted that I only just found out you'll be in London in November and I'm not in the country. Oh, so sad. Change your plans. It's for real. If you're so gutted, how about you cancel some <laughs> fucking plans? Any whom. Oh. <laughs> Here's one of my hometown would-be murders that is very close to me as it happened to my grandfather. Oh. So as I mentioned, I'm from Wales. Okay, quit bragging. More specifically, Abertillery. Mm-hmm. Parentheses. I don't expect you to be able to pronounce that. <laughs> Abertillery. <laughs> We're saying Abertillery. It won't be Abertillery. <laughs> a very small ex-mining town in the southeast. When my grandfather was young, he had a very tumultuous relationship with his father, who in my nan's words, was a very evil and cruel man. She often recounts the time she was in the house and he picked up a saucer and threw it across the room at my great grandmother, (gasps) bursting open her face. (sighs) Parentheses, nice guy. For absolutely no reason at all. So he and my grandfather would argue a lot. So it's basically this person's grandfather and great grandfather. Okay. Okay. He and my grandfather would argue a lot. And one day he, the great grandfather picked up an ax ready to murder my grandfather in the family home. This struggling spilled out into the garden where luckily the neighbor prevented the would be murder of my grandfather. Fast forward some years later and my great grandfather has died at his funeral. They announced he had written all of his children notes to be read out at the service. Oh fuck. In my grandfather's, He simply wrote, I will haunt you for the rest of your life. (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Oh my God, Dad! My grandfather didn't live a long life and died in his 50s the year I was born after being plagued by ill health for many years. Make of that what you will. Sorry it's not super detailed because my only source is my nan who shrieks if she even sees a photo of him and can only speak of the man with her hands over her face. She is a little drama queen, bless her heart. (laughs) (laughs) Also, sorry for the spelling and grammar. I'm as dyslexic as fuck. (laughs) Hey, no problem. No judgment here. Do not worry. Stay sexy and cut ties with your abusive piece of shit father before he swings an axe at you. Lots of love. Rianne. Love it. That right? was great. Yeah. Fun. fun. Not fun, obviously. I mean, there's, I will haunt you for the rest of your life as a note from your uh, father from beyond the grave yeah. is pretty fucking heavy yeah. duty. Thanks, bro. Wow. Um, This one's to you. Oh. Um, This is called Shut Up and Tell Me the Thing Isn't Necessarily Bad Therapy. Okay. Hey, gang. 
On your show today, you were talking, I think this is last week, okay. you were talking about how Karen couldn't be a therapist because of her bluntness. But you might find it fun to know that some forms of therapy actually encourage a little bluntness at times. Mm. How much therapists can, quote, call out clients and how frankly they do it varies a lot depending on the type of treatment. Saying, quote, shut up and tell me the thing <laughs> might be on the blunter end. <laughs> Remember when you were like, shut up and tell me the thing. <laughs> But I have said, are you fucking kidding me? When the client tried to downplay the progress they'd made and my supervisor actually cheered for me. Mm. I'm a clinical psychology PhD student and I specialize in dialectical behavioral therapy, which is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy that focuses on finding the balance between ideas. Have you heard of it? No. I.e. coming back from the edge when thoughts and feelings get extreme. Yes. Honestly, it's hard to describe in two sentences without sounding woo woo, but (laughs) it's got lots of research evidence. I promise. (laughs) One way that we find balance is responding to clients with warmth sometimes and responding with bluntness at other times, depending on what the situation calls for. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason why I love this treatment is because it's one of the most evidence-supported treatments for people with borderline personality disorder. And it helps a lot of people who feel hopeless. But it's also kind of fun to be ridiculous and therapeutic at the same time. (laughs) I highly recommend you check out an example of the master in action in the link below. And it's uh, about Marsha Lyonhan, L-I-N-E-H-A-N, the badass psychologist who developed BDT, demonstrated Demonstrating bluntness balanced with concern and understanding. I'm all about this. Dude, it's called dialectical behavioral therapy, mm. DBT. I know this little glimpse of DBT doesn't fully do it justice, but I hope you enjoyed a taste. If you ever have questions about DBT, D, wait, about BPD, DBT, <laughs> or other clinical psychology stuff, I'm happy to try and answer them. <laughs> Alex. Uh, and it signed Alex and that says girl which I'm only specifying because I want to respect women in research not because the binary is important (laughs) (laughs) thank you good point thank you Alex girl (laughs) that's awesome yeah Uh, the entire time I'm like is that what my therapist does with me because she but she's always my therapist so therapist is so kid gloves gentle that oh. everything she says even if it is blunt is also said with the most loving Mine too. voice and smile and everything is I hear that I hear you but mine too until the next day when I get a Venmo request that I fucking pay her <laughs> because I forget to do it <laughs> and then she's like pay up bitch pay up bitch pay up <laughs> nothing like a Venmo from your fucking ther- <laughs> request from your therapist to make you feel like a total piece of shit <laughs> she's like how much more must I do Okay, this one, um, I'm not going to read the subject line because it gives it away. Hey, kids. During high school, I volunteered at a rural emergency room for three summers. Because I worked during the day, I would usually volunteer late into the night until around 1 a.m. And although it was a small town, I saw a lot. I bet. It's Mm. the emergency room. That's where everything happens. But this story has never quite been topped. Love it. Here we go. Because this hospital was small and didn't have a psych wing, patients brought in for any psychiatric reasons were put into an ER room in front of the nurse's station. The room was really stripped down and had almost nothing in it but a bed, and if the door was closed, a camera with a feed to the nurse's station was always being watched to make sure the patients were safe. On one particularly busy afternoon, a nurse was in the room cleaning up to prepare for the next patient, and one of the cam lights fell down from the ceiling. She didn't think anything of it and had a maintenance man come and replace the light. A couple hours later, a nurse was again in the room cleaning up after the last patient and heard movement coming from the ceiling. (gasps) 
everyone assumed that there must have been a raccoon or something and called maintenance back to check it out. When they pushed up a ceiling tile Mm -hmm. to check it out, though... The young woman who had been checked in five hours earlier only to disappear was staring back at them. Oh, my God. The patient had climbed up the cabinets and into the ceiling without anyone noticing and slept there for five full hours before being found. Holy shit. The nurses had all just assumed she had gotten up and left. Stay sexy. And if you need a break from our broken mental health care system, God bless, uh, climb into the ceiling and take a fucking nap. Do not, however, use. Oh, no. Hmm. Do not, however, use a glass Coke bottle as a dildo. They will have to drill holes in the bottom (gasps) of it to get it out when it inevitably creates a vacuum and gets stuck. The ER is wild. SSDGM, Emma. No! Somebody help me. Oh, God. I... I, this that might go down as one of the greatest sign-offs of any mini yeah. <laughs> minisode yeah. email ever. Top that, everyone. <laughs> Just when you thought that wasn't enough of a story, she came in with the Coke bottle dildo. Oh my god, Jesus! Okay, Jesus, help me. Okay, <laughs> this is one. This one is called "Close Call with," and I'm not going to tell you who. Okay. Uh, greetings and salutations to the royal family of true crime. Wow. Well, well, well. Thank you. Finally, we're getting the respect we ask for constantly. (laughs) So I'm a murder renal from the UK and recently had a family reunion. After much food and wine, my parents, who grew up in the 60s and 70s, began telling stories of their youth, which is always fascinating. My dad told a creepy story about hitchhiking in his flower power days and how a man had tried to assault him as he was driving. This prompted my auntie, who grew up in Gloucester... Gloucester, Gloucester, to chime in (laughs) about her experience. She said that she once went to the cinema in the evening with her friend. (laughs) Oh, someone's fancy. Someone's in the UK. Royalty. Oh, did you go to the cinema in the evening? (laughs) And when the movie finished, they had missed the last bus home. At the time, with no Uber or mobile phones, her friend, who was more outgoing and wild than her, suggested they hitchhike, reassuring my aunt that she did it all the time. So my aunt agreed. A man stopped for them, claiming to be a policeman, and he was nice and kind to them, saying it wasn't safe for two young girls to be out at night. Later, though, my auntie, who was already wary, noticed that they were going down a dark country road that she didn't recognize, and the man started slowing down. Uh. She said his whole demeanor changed. He told them that he wasn't a policeman, and he started looking left and right as if to check if the coast was clear. He then said in a sinister voice, you know, you really shouldn't get into cars with strangers. You fucking asshole. Then, as my aunt was shaking in fear in the back seat, her friend said the most badass thing ever. Well, you don't think I'd get into a car with a stranger without a knife, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, she didn't have a knife, but this must have scared the weirdo off as he dropped them safely home afterwards. Really? (laughs) Yeah. This scared my... He made a huge U-turn. Like, and I know where you live. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah, maybe. Uh I don't know. Count the problems. Uh, This scared my auntie from ever hitching a ride with anyone again, but it didn't stop her friend, who continued to hitchhike, particularly to a disco that she went to every Friday night. Jesus. Apparently, she would routinely get picked up by a couple who would drive her to and from the club. The woman she described as quite talkative and the man who seemed quite quiet. (laughs) Quite, quite. She eventually stopped going to the disco after getting weird vibes from the man, and that was that. Years later, however, when Fred and Rosemary West's photos 
were on every newspaper. Oh! She realized that she had been catching a ride with two horrific serial killers. The worst ones! And could very well have been a victim herself if it wasn't for her intuition telling her to stop. Oh, fuck! Rest assured, I sat with my eyes wide all through the story and couldn't wait to share it with my favorite podcast. Stay sexy and always go to family reunions. You never know what kind of crazy stories your relatives are sitting on. Love you guys. Lucy. Fuck Lucy. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say to Lucy? Blimey. That's. Wow. Yeah. Double story. Double. Oh my God. Can you imagine being in a car with Fred and Rosemary no. West? They're so creepy. I bet they smell like ivory soap and fucking hair blood. pomade and blood. They smelled like dirt and blood. There's no way. Mm-mm. Ew. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay, you go. Okay. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter 
for promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. We're going to wrap it down on a kind of a light one. Great. And I'm not going to read you the subject line. Okay. Know that I think you're both amazing, hilarious, and gorgeous, but let's get to the story. (laughs) Thank you. How nice. Here's my hometown murder. When I was in my early 20s, so like maybe eight or nine years ago, I moved into a house with three other girls slash coworkers slash friends. We threw a party for New Year's Eve. At like 1 a.m., an acquaintance stopped by the party after leaving the bar and looked totally freaked out. She's like, this is the house my biological father was murdered in. Bitch, what? what? It says it on the paper. It's a separate paragraph by itself. Bitch, what? So she leaves and comes back in half an hour with a DVD of Forensic Files, (gasps) Season 10, Episode 34, Bump in the Night, and it's my fucking house. Holy shit. Her biological father was murdered in the late 80s by his ex-stepson for his mom to get the life insurance money or something crazy. He broke in a window and bashed him in the head, tossed the weapon on a roof of a commercial building up the street. Our town, Cape Girardeau, was pretty small, so there weren't a ton of murders. My roommates were creeped out, but as a lifetime murderino, I was stoked to live in a murder house. Our... It's just that simple. It's just that simple. What the fuck? She came back with 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 video forensic files in her hand. Can you imagine looking at the room and then looking at the forensic files and then looking at the room? Oh my god! That's awful. It was her dad or her stepdad. Well, it said biological father. Oh, so So, maybe yeah. yeah. Makes it sound like it's something maybe she found out later. Jesus, that was not lighthearted. Have, no, you're right, it wasn't. You know I have what? one more. Do you want? To- I kind of saw the forensic files part, and it was just like, oh yeah, I yeah, love, love, I that. love that. Hello, MFM crew. I want to write you this email because it's a cute cat story and a weird thing that would only happen to my sister. <laughs> Here we go. She says, a few months ago in our semi-small town of London, Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. my sister went to bed and woke up around 3 a.m. to her cat, Peanut, meowing in her ear. <laughs> I fucking get it. She opened her eyes and noticed a strange figure at the end of her bed. No. Looking closer, she realized a man who was very much naked was watching her sleep. No. She said she remembered that someone said, if anything strange happens, to never overreact just in case they try to hurt you. She looked at the naked man and said, could you please leave and shut the door behind you? <laughs> he never said a word and he left with no issue. 
<laughs> when he left, she called the cops and my and my mother, who just laughed hysterically. <laughs> Mom! Yes. The cops showed up, but the man had ran out the back door, only leaving a sock and a cigarette. Upon inspection, they realized that the man had eaten her food and taken a shower. They blue-lighted her room for fingerprints and asked her every, de- every detail of the event. They told her the cat was very smart and could have saved her life or saved her from getting raped. <gasps> Who knows what he wanted with my big sis. Right. The local newspaper even wrote an article about it. <laughs> <laughs> of course and, they did. Anyway, they found the man. It wasn't very hard since he was the only one walking around naked down the street. <laughs> Turns out he was homeless and just looking for a place to stay warm. He noticed that my sister's roommate never locks the door and he crept in when they went to bed. Anyway, I love you ladies so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm heading to university in September 2020 to study criminology. Thanks to you ladies. Maybe I'll write in again later about how my mom was kidnapped in Thailand. Oh, my God. (laughs) Please do. Stay sexy and always look out for naked men. Gabby. Gabby, Jesus. And then she says, and this is a theme, P.S. Sorry about my spelling or, or punctuation errors. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. It's like she, yeah. this was perfect. You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone in this. And you wrote this better than I ever would have. You're, you're, you're doing great. Also, th- what amazing advice. Yeah. Not don't overreact. Like you yeah. scream, it makes them freak out, whatever. Right. Also, Make sure your roommates know to lock the fucking door. Lock, uh, we, I mean, I know how many how many needle points do we have <laughs> that say lock your fucking door? It's really and like it sucks to live with someone who doesn't care and do that shit. But you know, you just got to be vigilant. And you and you've got to be the one that makes them understand it has to happen. Right. It's okay if they've lived in the middle of a cornfield their whole life right. and they're like it doesn't. You be the one that's like no no, and they're gonna be like you're paranoid. Everything's fine. So what? They're wrong. Everything's fine until it's not fine. And there's right. a naked fucking guy watching you sleep. Don't make it easier for someone to fucking just like get into your house by leaving the door unlocked. There's no benefit to unlocked front doors. None. What do you, you want the out, outside world to think you're chill? Knock <laughs> it the fuck off. That you're not scared of your neighbors? Be afraid of your neighbors. What is it? What, so I'm sorry. So safety's uncool. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Do you you're not, not wear seatbelts? Put your seatbelt on too. Put your seatbelt on. Get insurance for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and get and, your teeth fixed. And get big, long, white rabbit teeth. And and then you can be beautiful and live your life. Live your life. Oh, stay sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Elvis, do you want a cookie? Ah!